Hello and welcome to Emergent Machine Learning Lab podcast. Uh, this is episode one, and uh, um, we are planning to do this podcast biweekly. So follow us and a couple words of Machine Learning Lab. We are doing uh, interesting stuff at um, Emergent, building uh, experiments in machine learning fields, uh, field and uh, cooperate with uh, large companies. And today uh, in studio with me, my co-hosts, Montes and Austris, my colleagues. Hi. Hello. Oh, hello. And we have a special guest today, um, Doctor, Director of Innovation for SAP uh, Phil. Hi, Phil. Hi. Hi, Aldis. Hi, guys. How are you? Very well. I mean, it's uh, it's interesting with the current situation, and uh, I guess we're all in it. But uh, it's great to be with you guys, and uh, this is a good good time for me to uh, have a chat with you guys and uh, talk about machine learning. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great. And uh, today I, I want to cover with you the the topic uh, of experimentation, of business experimentation, and it's uh, really become a very popular uh, recent times. And, uh, and even I, I just look at the, the Amazon and we have three new books published about the topic just uh, this year. And these are first books in this field. So let's talk about experimentation, especially uh, Emergent, MLab and Emergent are doing co-innovation project together with SAP. And uh, first question, let's say to everyone to discuss is, what do, what do you think, guys, uh, how the experimentation really help us uh, uh, to build a better software? Or maybe Phil, a question to you, how you see that, uh, how SAP use experimentation, how it helps? Yeah, so, um... It's an interesting question because uh, often in innovation and when we're creating new or improved software processes, etc., um, the experimentation part isn't always there. And, uh, you know, it's that you have a hypothesis and you say, this is what I need to prove. And then you build a piece of software and then you validate it and then you say, well, if you're right or wrong. But actually, the smarter approach really is to um, learn by doing. And that means going in with an open mind to the problem, uh, not having the solution right in front of you straight away. And uh, actually then, um, you know, experimenting with customers and uh, with partners like Emerging and saying, okay, let's, let's, uh, Let's get some data, let's get some ideas, let's um, start proof of concepting um, with the knowledge that, um, you know, it might fail. And um, it's an often overused term, right? That, you know, fail, fail often, fail, fail quick. But um, it's really an important part of the innovation process to say, um, you know, let's not go in with that rigid idea in mind and solution because when you start experimenting, then all sorts of possibilities open up and you might end up with a solution to a different problem uh, than you originally thought, but actually that has more value. And so, yeah, experimentation is, uh, is, is, is one of the most vital aspects or ways that you should approach these 
type of projects. Yeah, Montes, maybe maybe you could can can you say uh, how how much experiment experiment in machine learning is uh, is more technical or business thing? Yeah, so from my perspective, I'm kind of a research and development uh, guy making those those actual solutions and going through the problems. How I see how it is interesting and why it's super important for machine learning, which is a relatively new field or at least gaining popularity just somewhat recently, is that uh, for a lot of kind of, let's say, more, more um, standardized software, we know what's possible and what can be done, but machine learning and we take advancing so fast there are uh, plenty of stuff that we actually don't know or we haven't come up with the potential solutions and seeing how a specific technology can be applied to a certain problem so we have to investigate those uh, there are uh, a lot of uh, things if you look up online regarding machine learning on some like classical problems that are already kind of uh, known to be able to solve with machine learning and where it's good and how it can be used and for example uh, on, on uh, supervised learning for for on um, kind of formatted data, uh, unstructured data, and it's very powerful in there, uh, but uh, or, or like very specific tasks, and those already are to a, go, coming to a conclusion where they have like out-of-box solutions. But for things that kind of haven't been explored yet, there's like nothing existing, and you just ha kind of have to go through with, with what you know from technical point of view with machine learning models and see whether they work out for you and, and what is actually possible to do. And one more thing is that you will probably have to do that once in a while, once a couple of years, since machine learning field is is get, gaining um, gaining such popularity and tech is advancing so fast that even like five, ten years ago, some advanced things like image recognition or or language processing were like so far behind the models we have today that uh, it's advancing uh, advancing so fast that you even have to revisit things you you kind of uh, maybe know already how to solve. Maybe it's gotten so much better than it's worth investigating again. Yeah, another interesting topic is uh, that actually, uh, is it is it enough for uh, large companies? Are they self-sufficient and can do all the innovation stuff themselves? Or uh, in uh, in our case, like a company like Emergent is cooperating in co-innovation co program with SAP. And uh, also, can you tell how it looks, how it looks like and uh, look like and um, yeah, what, what are the benefits from both sides? Mm -hmm. I think we've been, uh, we as Emergent, been lucky of uh, being able to work with SIP since since many years on on uh, on alike topics on uh, R and D and uh, enterprise innovation. And lately, it's uh, uh, more uh, related to machine learning. But in past, it's also been other kind of R and D. And uh, I think the benefit comes where we can merge our. Uh, technical capabilities and uh, capabilities of quickly picking up new knowledge with uh, actual business challenges at the scale faced by enterprise software grants like SAP and the challenges which would not be known or uh, accessible to us alone or not be known at such a scale and uh, now we can merge uh, together uh, bo uh, both those sites and uh, that's a fantastic opportunity to, to be able to do that. What's important to me, at least, is that um, is that we get the right the right level of expertise, and and we can scale much faster our innovations um, with the right type of partner, right? 
And that's why, I mean, we've been working together, um, you know, for the past few years, um, experimenting and, and um, you know, particularly in machine learning, because it is a, it is a special skill which needs, a, it needs, you know, the lifeblood of machine learning is really data and a scenario. You need to know what you need to model. You need data then to, um, you know, help you actually build those models and to validate and, um, you know, assess the output. And um, often at SAP and, you know, we work in product groups, I would say it's almost like, you know, we're the software provider, the platform provider, the, the service provider, but we need the voice of customers and people who are close to customers and also um honestly i was um i, I remember i i gave a, a talk at one of the um meetups uh, you organize in in uh, in riga in latvia and um one of the things that was so impressive was just the uh, amount of talent and interest there was um it was like a hotbed of uh local machine learning experts you know and unless we can connect as a big company like SAP to these sort of hotbeds of activity, of expertise, of interest, um, you know, we can't survive um, uh, and stay competitive. So for me, it's, it's um, you know, a question of being able to quickly validate, get the, get the customer voice and you're connecting directly with customers um, as well as then um, you know, taking advantage and uh, um, partnering with people and uh, companies which then can provide that value add, which we just couldn't do at, at, at that scale that, that a company like SAP is. Yeah, so, uh, right, in one of the latest books about uh, experimentation and, and uh, uh, an innovation. I read that that experimentation is so much about culture, not not so much about processes or techniques. How you guys see it in your in the in co-innovation project? It has to be uh, part of the culture. Um, you know, particularly with machine learning. If we talk about, um, like Montes was saying, I mean, it the the science and the tools available are changing almost you know, weekly, you know, and um, you have to experiment because I studied AI a long time ago, right, when I was at university, and I'm just blown away today with, uh, um, you know, talking with you guys and also our students and uh, just how much is possible now, but also just trying to keep up with it. And um, so for us, it's like, unless you experiment and you give that freedom, you know, as I say, particularly in machine learning, where it's a bit of a, a black magic, right? I mean, to me, a, a proper data scientist today is, is almost like a sorcerer, right? Which, how do you, what what potions to put in? How do you mix it? You know, how do you, you know, label data? How do you find what's relevant? Which networks to choose? Which structures? Um, how to do your testing and uh, every part of this, machine learning process um you can go left or right or up and down i mean and so by its very nature and it's a, it's an experiment and we've got to consider these sort of technologies not being again like munter said not being 
like a waterfall development process where you just say, okay, I get data, I label data, and then it's I get a result. No, it's it's uh, entirely about experimenting, and that's why also on top of that, um, by experimenting, you can come up with surprising results. And I know some of our projects we we did together. You know, the actual um, end result was very different than what we had in mind at the beginning, and that's necessary. Um, and the way we should work, um, so we don't we don't sort of just you know have blinkers on our eyes and focus on one topic. Yeah, I can also add to this that in my opinion, kind of the mindset, and it also comes with uh, you have to have the knowledge around the tools and everything. It's very important because, uh, as Phil already said, the process of of developing a machine learning solution is quite a bit different than than typical software solution. In a way that uh, uh, you have to look at kind of all of the possibilities and select the correct data and think of what you can actually get out from it and how machine looks at it and how to also steer away from like biases and, 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 and things like that in, in the data. And it's very important because uh, for um, a developer that's working uh, on some some uh, more standard solution, uh, just saying, okay, now develop a machine learning solution, you, he wouldn't even know where to start. So developing a kind of a mindset around this and around uh, uh, exploration and generally just asking questions even with before uh, creating those those models asking questions and gathering the right data and thinking of what's actually available and and how the machine sees it it's it's very um, like niche or, or different skill and, and in general that kind of exploration mindset and so uh, in my opinion it requires a, a special kind of talent a special group of people and I think that's what we are forming in our uh, machine learning lab we're trying to collect this kind of knowledge together and then trying to apply to existing solutions instead of going to existing solution developers and for example someone saying to them okay we need some machine learning bits here and there it's going to be a completely different result and i think this kind of co-innovation and and putting our kind of best piece, uh, best parts together by, by having a system to work with having data to work with and having kind of the mindset of of asking the the correct questions and and going digging through the data to under, un, un, unravel what's beneath it i think that's, that's uh, kind of a, a key to success here. Another interesting thing is that, uh, of course, experimentation is not always successful. Uh, it's uh, the nature of experimentation. And uh, you need to risk, there is there some risk to, uh, out of it. And, uh, and um, interesting uh, how, how the colleagues perceive it, that you are like innovation always is related to risk and uh, it's it's maybe maybe more usual in science when the all the science is experimentation but how it perceived in business environment for example Austria you are talking with clients about it and you're talking with internally with management how how this experimentation look like from the from the business point of view is it i think that's uh, that again uh, in 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 part comes back to the question of culture. It is culture, it is different culture than, than perfectionism in delivering the software that meets requirements and uh, and either it meets requirements or not and it's true or false. So that's, and that's what uh, clients are looking for. And I would say that's uh, what so far has been ensuring the success for uh, emergence uh, machine learning labs experiments, uh, clients being 
uh, interested and uh, and buying this culture uh, to, uh, that we help client to step in unknown ground, help start accepting the failure, failure uh, learn, work together, mix the results and come up with uh, something unexpected at the end. The problem is, it's as you said, right, that in, in the scientific world, it's, it's a given that um, if you're coming up with a, uh, a new, new way of doing something, then, you know, it's understood that you need to experiment. It's part of the, the whole process and it's an understood part of failure. You know, no one just uh, um, invented a new vaccine as we see today and just, you know, out of the block say, I know what I'm doing and here we go. Because the problem is is large and, and it's, it can be appreciated. And then you put that against, say, like a software company, which of course lives and dies on its products and uh, the, the how innovative those products are to solve real world problems. So there's a different challenge there because you've got to think about the bottom line. So traditionally, software companies say, um, you know, uh, when do I see a, a return on investment for this? And so you need to, over time, and I would say at SAP, it's particularly with our design thinking sort of revolution internally where, you know, every developer and role at SAP attended uh, design thinking sessions where one of the key tenants of that is experiment, fail, and that's part of the process. Um, you can rely that to relay that to, to science and say, what we're doing is trying to solve a complex problem. And uh, it, it's, you know, here may be dragons, you know, we might not we might not get it right first time. And uh, that's also for innovation projects. I try not to put deadlines. I mean, I can tell development teams like I need the POC ready in, in next month. But I know if, if it's just not possible, then it will not be delivered. I mean, it's new. It's a new concept. Otherwise, it wouldn't be innovation. So you've got to balance that against then just having complete freedom and never returning uh, um, returning value. And that's why we always look at things from desirability, you know, would a customer want this, to viability, um, would they pay for this, is it a business case, uh, and importantly feasibility, can we do this? And it's a balance between those three perspectives um, which is the sweet spot for innovation. Yeah, and and maybe a last uh, last discussion point for for this uh, uh, episode. So I experienced that uh, innovation and uh, and this experimentation could be done when team is really passionate and then show high energy level. What all of you think about it? Of course, <laughs> that's when uh, when team is passionate, when there is a team, when we work together, when when and and also when there is this high energy level and when there is synergy, when it is not not us and them, uh, uh, vendor and customer, uh, but but there is a team working together uh, together for uh, for for joint goals, and the passion comes as well, and uh, and the results eventually come. Notice. 
Yeah, I also think this uh, this very close question related to also the mindset of exploration. You have to have this kind of common understanding on how to explore and go into things. And uh, I think Austria said it very good that it's it's a it's a one complete team. So uh, the guys doing the research, even if it's from another company, together with the business people, business analysts from kind of client perspective, and you have to bring that business knowledge together with this technical knowledge, and and that's what is is a key to success. Bill? The most important thing um, in a team uh, that you have to believe in what you're doing, um, want to do what you're doing, and uh, especially with new topics, uh, you you have to have that as a basis. And um, also, it it needs a, a special type of person to also be going back to your previous question about failure. You've also got to balance that. A passion against then throwing the concept away of being able to say unfortunately it's not going to work we had a lot of fun with this um, and uh, you know but it's just not hitting the, the, the goals that we expected and that that can be very difficult um, it needs to be difficult otherwise you wouldn't have passion but um, that's what makes it exciting as well uh, and if I can ask an open question, that is is a passion and this energy that actually companies like SAP buys and seek and small smallest smaller suppliers partners. Well, absolutely. As I say, it's it's you you you. Well, let me put it another way. Not not on, on purchasing, of course, but that's that's way above my pay grade. But. Um, for example, us and uh, us working with you guys. I mean, one of the things which is um, so great for me is that um, you share the passion. So it's not like uh, you know we have a st- weekly status call and then it's like, oh, okay, and there's no energy and you're just like, well, we're doing this for business reasons. Um, what I really enjoy about it and and all partnerships that I like to work with is that also on a personal level you can have fun with the topics because uh, that's that's then something which is not just business driven but it's for us as individuals that it's something you want to get up on monday morning to finish off uh, because you want to or you know put a, an an hour in on sunday because you woke up and thought ah that's an, an approach that's interesting it's not that it's needed or necessary but when that happens that's when you know you're onto something um, that also other people can then get passionate about. Um, and that shows the real true value of innovation. Yeah, true. So, yeah, I feel so excited. So, and then sharing is <laughs> in all, all, all of our DNA. So, and yeah, I, I say thank you, everybody who, who participated. And uh, thank you, thanks, Phil. And uh, I, I'm sure we will have you in uh, some of next episode soon <laughs> so i just wish i was able to travel to latvia on top of this you know yeah and <laughs> i'm sure soon we will sit together it's much safer here phil <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you guys and see okay. you so much. thanks for this bye bye